Yeah. Yeah. We got it now. A little coffee. Rest- a little coffee action. Do we get to count this as one episode or two? One. Oh, okay. we're, we're, well, this is take two. Take two. If we had one of those, we could take two. Take two. Yeah. So um, we'll just go over the same stuff we just went over again now that I've pr- actually pressed the record button. Hey, good afternoon, good, evening. <laughs> good, good. Hey, it's welcome to welcome. the 2 by 2 podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Harold. And we are from Burlington Baptist Church. Yes, and we're glad you joined us today. Yes, we are. We are glad you joined us. We, this is a. This is our take two. Take two. Yeah, it's yep. going smoother than the first one. Also, we're brought to you today and always by multitudes of starting with CrossFit right. Northern Kentucky. Yep. Our friends Andrew, Kendra, Mike, and Jen. Yes. They're doing well. I told you that the gym's doing well. They had the COVID run through there and get some people, and uh, they're good. But and Mike and Jen always put on a big. Halloween party. Oh yeah, and it's got like everybody dresses up. They have like, like, like costume required. You show up with no costume, they ain't yeah. letting you in. Well, cool. They get pretty serious about That's it. That's cool. And by our friends at Kentucky Olive, purveyors of fine oils and balsamics. Nice, nicely done. You're getting good. You're getting good. It took you 16 weeks. 16 at least. We think at of least. their sponsorship for you to get their slogan. And then we have a nice lady over there in Florence. Tattoo Tina's. On Shelby Street. Seven Shelby Street. Shelby Street. Uh, the most beautiful tattoo artist in all the land. Who survived a road trip out west. She did, and she enjoyed it. I, I, didn't, I don't know if I said this last week, but we got into Nebraska. If you've ever driven from Colorado to Kentucky, there's a section where you go all the way across Nebraska. And it takes about five days, it seems like, <laughs> to get across Nebraska. And we're sitting there, we're just talking. She was actually doing some scheduling and stuff like that. I said, hey, I said, now that we've... Got out of the mountain. We spent the night in a hotel room. We started off early that morning and got a nice breakfast. I said, did you really enjoy it? And she said, I really, I really did enjoy it. She's okay. fired up. She loves She's ready to go back next year. So uh, we're going to do that and buy serious archery products and tough head broadheads, making you more lethal. Lethal. Seth is in Florida, so which is good because that means if he's not here, I'm not spending money at his place. He put that... Their shop is like a softball throw from my house. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so they bought that little warehouse space over there by production. So I, I'll drive by and stop in there. And he's like, hey, have you seen this? Is there any way for you to be able to shoot? Oh, you don't hunt it from your house. But it would be funny <laughs> if you shot a deer at your house and it ran past his shop. Or died in the parking lot. <laughs> There's some deer coming in our backyard. They come over from Pioneer. There's that bl- block of woods right there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, could, I guess I could shoot one. I'd have to... Make sure it died on my property, I we, guess. We, better, we might lose sponsors if we keep talking about killing stuff. Well, I got news for you. We're going to talk about those trash pandas in my corn pile. We're <laughs> in trouble. So, anyway, <laughs> so, also brought to you by Steak and Shake. Brother Michael Steak and Shake. Brother Michael. Yeah, we talked about how many. He's leading three small groups. Yeah, he's, got a, he's doing a Sunday morning class and a Wednesday night men's group. And a Sunday night every other week on the church in Babylon. That sounds really cool to me. I think me and Tina might try to get in on some yeah, of that. He's doing it every other week, so it'll be this week. He started it during bow hunting season, though, so it's Sunday evening's the time that me and Tina will get to hunt together usually. So It's going to start getting dark. So, yeah. yeah, we'll be able to get there. Yeah. And we have some friends. Our friends at Answers in Genesis. Good friends. Good. At Answers in Genesis. Yep, yep. Got sounds it. good. We're, get, we're gaining. 
gaining friends from Answers in Genesis. So when we took take number one, we uh, asked our audience to maybe give Danny some suggestions about the costumes for candy on the yeah. corner that would allow you to have a beard and uh, well, you're, lots of hair. Well, you're limited. <laughs> you're limited to, you got Wolfman, which everybody in the class can't be a Wolfman because you're trying to do it as a group. You've got, I mean, I could be it, I guess, from the Adams family. Um, Viking. Bob Ross, which we did, but then everybody thought we were the Gary Andersons because we got the big wigs. And right. and we're you can you can do like lumberjack, I guess. To look and see if Daniel Boone had beard. I wonder if I could talk Tina into dressing like a blue ox. Because she's my babe. Get it? You see what I did there? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Poor Tina. Anyway, oh. should we pray? Yeah, pray soon. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word for Daniel. And uh, Lord, you're good. And uh, we, we do want to... Be true to your word. We want to do like Daniel did sometimes and just stop and praise you and think about how awesome you are. And uh, we pray you would bless our time today as we talk about your word. And uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we've got, you said, Brother Michael, in the last try of us recording our podcast, <laughs> you said, Brother Michael had sent you some thing about Aramaic tenses. Yeah. Um, and then when we did this study, uh, in our Sunday school class, Glenn Greenwood uh, was very, well, he wasn't like, like upset. He was just trying to figure out, he's like, why would Daniel write some portion of this in Aramaic? And I said, well, I mean, I looked, I kind of looked into some of the commentaries and they basically said, well, the, when he wrote this book, he didn't write it just for the, he wasn't writing it just for the yeah. Israelites. He wanted the people that he was interfacing with in uh, Babylon to be able to read what he was writing down as well. Right. So he would be speaking Aramaic because that was the language right. of the Babylonians. And so they were kind of being indoctrinated, learning that culture. But the the first chapter obviously would be more Jewish right. uh, related about well, them coming, right. being more uh, of the history yeah. portion. You know, sometimes when I write birthday cards, I, I do both cursive and regular yeah in the same card by accident well and the only reason not not saying that that's why right well the the only reason i bring it well so on that note i only write military style in caps yeah because my uh i can still i can still write cursive but it's it's so bad you can't read it yeah so when i got in the military and they started they used the block letters because everybody can read that yeah I just have stayed with that yeah. pretty much the rest of my life. That's probably not a good reason why Daniel, but Daniel, like he said, from 2 4 to 7, chapter 7, it's in Aramaic, uh, which most of the rest of the Old Testament is in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And the Jewish people would, would have been Hebrew speaking and writing, but uh, Daniel and his friends would have learned Aramaic there in Babylon and <clears throat> probably would have been standard for him to write either way. Right. Uh, but this is certainly Aramaic starting in chapter 2, verse 4. And also, this is one of the arguments that they use when people say that it wasn't the same Daniel that wrote the book, right? That's that's kind of, and it's the only reason I brought that up, and we yeah. kind of brought that up in, the, in our class was, this is the, the one of the places that they point to, and they go, well, look, right here, he wrote yeah. X amount in this, and then have some of it's, you know, f- f- we got five or six verses or whatever it was in, in Aramaic, and it's like, well, or... Yeah. He was educated in both. And yeah, <laughs> and he would have interacted with the people in sure. Aramaic, so sure. uh, kind of makes sense why he would do that. When you find out later in this book, again, I'm skipping ahead, but you find out later in this book that you've got a whole chapter that basically talks about 
Nebuchadnezzar's kind of transformation or transition into being, we believe in, you know, believe in God is, is the one true God. You would want both Jews and non-Jews alike to be able to read that or sure. understand it as well. But yeah. Yeah. And I got this uh, CSB study Bible here and it's got a really cool image here of, uh, I don't have that King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Uh, yeah. Why not? Anyway, in Daniel chapter two, I don't have that. Daniel had King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, he has, uh, he wants to know what it means cause he's troubled by it. And he tells his magicians, enchanters, he has a whole crew of... I'm going to try to not make this a long podcast. Wise men. Longer than... Well, I mean, we're going to be regular length, but because, I, I mean, we could talk about a lot of this stuff yeah. for a long time. So he's really unusual, demanding. He wants them to tell him what he dreamed. He doesn't trust the Chaldeans and the magicians very much. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, you got to tell us a dream, and then we can make something up. But he basically says, you, well, you're going to lie to me. Yeah. You're just going to make something up. So either tell me what it is. Right. And tell me what it means. tear you limb from limb, and I'm going to tear down your house. <laughs> well, and he also gets so mad that he's going to punish the ones that didn't even show up. Yeah. He's yeah. going out to get Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or, and he's going to just get rid of everybody. He's yes, going to wipe the whole crew out. Yeah. And they say, no one's ever asked for something so demanding right. for us to, I mean, if you said you had a dream last night and you said... Tell me what it was. Yeah, like the, you used Eugenia's example. She woke up and said, hey, I had a dream last night. Tell me what it was and what it meant. <laughs> like, uh, uh, so, and I want to ask you this. This is from, from me personally. So, uh, you think about Joseph, who is another dream interpreter, vision interpreter, and Daniel, right? So, there's a part in Joseph when he's in, when he's in prison. Joseph, and, Joseph, you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. What I say? Yeah. Uh, Joseph, yeah. Uh, and it's just... This is an off-the-wall question, right? So there's one portion where he says, and this is the difference between Joseph and Daniel, and I'm kind of skipping ahead, so I apologize, but Joseph, when they're talking about when he's in there with uh, the the king's um, baker and the other cupbearer, and they say, well, the king had a dream, and he's looking, and, and Joseph says, tell me the dream, I can interpret it, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of pastors and a lot of uh, people believe that that was the cockiness of Joseph that kind of got him in the position that he was kind of in. I mean, he, of course, he had Potiphar's wife, so he's he's kind of cocky about. Tell me the dream; I can interpret it. And then you look three or four verses later, and he starts going, "God can do this." Yeah. Daniel I, never. Yeah. Right. Daniel immediately says, "My God in heaven can yeah. can can tell you what this is." And at no point did Daniel. Daniel professed that he could do it. Yeah. So I wouldn't say Joseph. I don't. I mean, I think Joseph was under the favor of God as well. Sure. And of course, God blessed everything he did for mm-hmm. Potiphar, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, was careful to be morally pure with right. Potiphar's wife. And so, uh, I, I don't necessarily see that. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I just I, I read some uh, when I went through that study, and I read some things. There's a couple pretty pretty prominent. Um, uh, commentaries. commentaries that were like, yeah. well, this is this is a point where it, it, you see a little bit would, of the would look more like a foretaste of setting it up for Joseph to be ready to yeah. help Pharaoh later. Well, on. and I think that yeah, but, and well, they're also playing off the fact when he had his coat, he's like, look at this coat. Yeah, look, yeah. Hey guys, look at this coat. I'm obviously yeah the greatest. But, but that, that could have just been uh, ignorance too. Just right. like I had this dream and yeah. <laughs> you know, what's bound down to me. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't that cool? And dad, you, you know. I got but, this coat and I had this dream. You guys yeah, are all. Yeah. Which you can find out later actually kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Interesting thing here is, uh, you know, Daniel is like, give me a time to see the king. Right. And so he, he had some certainty that God was going to yeah. show him. But at the time, he he didn't know what the dream was. Uh, and so yeah. he goes to, you know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and says, hey, seek the mercy of God and we need to pray because yeah. people are getting ready to lose their lives here. And, Including us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, God gave him this mystery in verse 19 was revealed to Daniel in a vision at night. And Daniel praised the God of heavens and declared, may the God of, may the name of God be praised forever and ever and wisdom and power belong to him. And I, I like that verse there in verse 21. He removes kings and establishes kings. He, mm-hmm. You know, he he's the almighty God. And Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, he can move him out of the way as well. So this, you know, this is a... Um Interesting thing, because I even find that I'll, I'll have trouble with that. You talked about it on Sunday where it says, you know, he removes kings and, 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 and raises up kings. And he does. As a human being, especially with the political kind of uh, temperature yeah. of our country, I always go, well, I know God's in control of everything. Yeah. You know, I think also he's in control enough to go, well, you guys go ahead and screw this up and I'll come sort it out eventually. You, you know, sometimes. But... It's one of those things where I go, it, it's, it's, you know, it's just weird. It's like, yeah. how could he, how, well, it's such terrible leadership sometimes. I think, you know, <laughs> God raised up the Assyrians to punish right. the northern kingdoms, and he raised up King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians to punish his own people. Well, he raised the, the Nebuchadnezzar and was the greatest king of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this day. And, he Greatest did that king. to punish his own people because right. of their, and so, you know, I think in our regards, you know, there's the law of the harvest that we're going to reap what we sow. Right. And if we sow, you know, killing babies and uh, ignoring God's word and redefining gender and all the things that we do, you know, I, I think there, we can be under his discipline mm-hmm. and part of his discipline is to give us leaders that we deserve. Uh <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, in Romans rough. 1, they, we suppress the truth and God gives us up and says, right. Hey, if you, if you're not going to listen to my word, have it your way and see how you like it. Well, I mean, and then you go back and look at, um, if you look at the book of judges again, which is one of my favorite old Testament books and we're getting a little bit sidetracked, but kind of along the lines of what's, what's happening here, you know, with, with the Israelites that he said, you don't, I'm your King. I don't want you to raise up. Well, no, we want one. Yeah. No, I said, I'm your king. No, we, we really want one. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to have three of them here. And he, and he and told them before they went in Deuteronomy, if you follow me, I'm going to bless you, fight right. your enemies. It's going to go good for you. But if you decide you want to worship the idols, and then then you're going to have my cursings. Right. And he sent prophets and prophets and prophets. And I mean, we read that and think. Golly, he warned you a hundred times. Yeah, and then you look at your, well, and I'm not saying you, but then I look at my own life and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So goes Israel, so am I. We we, we have a short memory on yes, faithfulness. Yes, yes, we do. I have that, see, I have that map, but I don't have. So this is a good map here. So anyway, Daniel, Daniel is, God gave him a vision of his dream, and in his dream, if you can see this, was an image. And uh, can I tell him what the image was? Should I go ahead and tell him? Yeah, of course. So he saw a goat head, which was King Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, you said that. 
<laughs> the Babylonians. And then he had uh, the chest and arms were silver, which would be the Medo-Persian Empire that followed or defeated the Babylonians. Mm -hmm. And then we have this kind of the stomach and thighs of bronze, which would have been the Grecian Empire under Alexander the Great. Yep. And, uh, and then the iron legs, which would be the Roman Empire that lasted a really long time. And the toes and the feet were iron and clay, which was a mixture. And so it was tough as iron, but brittle as clay. And uh, so most think that that's a future uh, kind of a, Ten king uh, dominion towards the end with Antichrist maybe yeah. ruling over the whole world yep. short shortly and and that would kind of fit into maybe uh, the beginning of the tribulation mm -hmm. and uh, and then the stone that comes and crushes this image not cut by anyone's hand not cut by anyone's hand so it's divine crushes this image sets up a kingdom the stone becomes a mountain. And uh, that seems to fit with uh, the millennial kingdom, mm -hmm. unless you're all millennial list <laughs> or you're uh, some other, you don't believe in a literal millennial kingdom. And then you kind of, and some people do different things with this. I mean, so I'm not saying that uh, you, you can, couldn't have a different opinion of that. You, and if you look at history, you, you, there's a lot of people who believe that the feet are the old Roman Empire, which split into the north and the south. Yeah. Right. And we're basically. Or east and west. Yeah, east and west. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of Jewish empire that split. And because one was clay and one was uh, iron. iron, didn't mesh together or wouldn't bond together and were defeated easily by an outside source of, of barbarians and everything. So, so um, I yeah. tend to believe the former of the end times with, and you're going to find out later in Daniel, he, he goes into great depth with the Ram and this, that, and the other. Right. So was it you that talked about untie the Alexander untying the knot? Mm -mm. I heard that this week. I thought maybe it was you where basically they talked about Alexander and, and, and it's really cool because you can go back and look and everything that Daniel talks about, yeah. you can show this is Cyrus and this is Alexander. It does make a reference to know that he ruled over all the, the fourth kingdom. No, the, uh, another a third kingdom, which is the Grecian of bronze, which will rule the whole earth. And of course, his reputation was he defeated everybody. Right. And then kind of got depressed because there wasn't anybody else to. And oddly, conquer. I heard a story between Sunday and today, which would have left two days, about Alexander. And there was a knot in one of the places that he. And this knot is basically if you can untie this knot, you're going to basically you you'll, you'll be the ruler of the world, right? And it was early on in his career. As a as a warrior, he comes in and he searches around. It's like it's a pretty big knot, and he's looking for this knot and blah 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 blah. And they're looking for the end so he can untie it. Well, he just got frustrated and went and got a sword and just chopped that thing in half. And well, the knot unraveled, and then months later, basically, kind of started his conquest of all the stuff. So it's evidently a true story. Huh. Well, that was interesting. Seemed like I've heard has nothing about to do with anything, anything we're talking about yeah. other than Alexander the Great. Yeah. But. So I think the. The real story is that King Nebuchadnezzar needed to know that uh, God establishes kingdoms and they're going to rise and fall. And uh, ultimately, his kingdom is going to reign forever because he's going to have an eternal kingdom. That uh, Verse 44, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed 
and this kingdom will not be left to another people. So there's not going to come another people that's going to defeat this kingdom. Uh, This is going to be an eternal kingdom. It will crush all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, but will itself endure forever. So let me ask you a question. So you're Daniel. I'm sorry. It's all right. So you're three sponsors. (laughs) So you're Daniel, and the dream interpretation comes to you, which means that you are going to have to tell Nebuchadnezzar the most powerful ruler ever. Yeah. Pretty much a lot of bad news. Well, you know, uh, you know, he might have took it as, you know, I'm I'm the head of the image, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to be around. I mean, this kingdom's not going to last forever, but it is right now while I'm here. Right. So uh, it's hard to know. He he really praises. He wants to first praise Daniel. He bows down and says, "Oh, you you told me the dream," and of course Daniel's going to say. <laughs> I told you it wasn't me. Right. It's God. Right. And then he praises God. Uh, the king said to Daniel, your God is indeed God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. And so uh, Evan sent me a message on Monday morning to Evan Stevens mm-hmm. and said, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, is, did he, I mean, he gets saved there. And I'm like, well, I mean, he makes this claim, but then in the next chapter, he's setting up an image of himself. Did you tell him we'll find out later in the book of Daniel? <laughs> well, like I chapter said, six? Yeah, I said, if we keep reading, <laughs> we uh, we find that Nebuchadnezzar says lots of things. Yeah. Uh, but he certainly thinks he is uh, the goat head. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's for sure that. And then you find out, well, when we're finding out in the next chapter, he's he, he gets... Very proud of himself again, pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, um, a, a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so, I, you know, I just kind of wonder. It's kind of like in the same vein as, as Joseph. Again, I'm just just comparatively. Yeah, Joseph has to go and tell the Pharaoh bad news. Hey, dude, there's going to be a drought. Yeah, we got to store this up. This is you know these chaffs of wheat and this these skinny cows, all this stuff. Yeah. So, but but. Nebuchadnezzar just kind of really feels relieved right. that he kind of knows what it is now. Right. It must have really troubled him that he's going to kill everybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to kill all of the magicians yeah. and all of the Chaldeans, which is, a, is it, well, basically his educated folk. Yeah. And and so, I, I mean, it might have puffed him up a little bit thinking, well, I'm the head. I'm the most precious meadow. Mm-hmm. I'm the, you know, the head's most important. Right. And he might have thought, well, I, you know, obviously... There's going to, I don't guess he thought he was going to live forever. I surely not, but no. uh, I mean, he's obviously, God's going to have different kingdoms, but he is, uh, there, there wasn't nothing in the dream that really predicted that he was going to right. you know, be defeated. Just the Medo Persians are going to take you over. That's the part. And then, you know, ultimately, this whole thing's going to crumble. Yeah. Or I guess he's maybe figuring that's way past my yeah. <laughs> life expectancy. Well, just so nothing's going to happen while I'm living. Right. 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 You are going to eat with the cattle pretty soon. So, so, I'm skipping ahead a little bit to the end where he makes Daniel basically the prime minister of the yeah. of the region. Yeah. Right. So And Daniel's I mean, probably still a teenager. He's just early on. Yeah. This is the So l- let's think about this. Right. And if and one of the things that you, you touched on so I'm gonna go back. One of the things you touched on was your God is obviously, you know, when he says your God is mighty and all this other stuff. We went and we just passed the section of Acts where they went, I want to say Iconium, and they preached to these people. Well, they thought that they were 
Hermes and Zeus. Oh, yeah. And they started praising them. And it's like, no, 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 you can't. And when the snakes came out? And- no, not yet. Okay. So that was when they were, they were worshiping Paul and Barnabas. But then Paul and Barnabas were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then the people from Antioch that followed them all the way out there turned the people against them. But anyway, they were basically made the, the, the comparison of he's just adding God into a yeah. group of gods that are really good. Yeah. Right. Like those people try to take Jesus and just add him to their Hindus. Greek. When we was in India, the Hindus did that. If right. you tell them the gospel, they're like, oh, Jesus, okay. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of, right. we'll take Jesus too, but we still got our own million. Right. But what? We, we like him too. Right. And uh, we'd say the gospel is Jesus alone. Right. And, and, uh, and that's kind of the point in, in the book of Acts. I think it's 14 or 15, but um, where where he does the same thing. And you see it repeatedly. You, you yeah. see it now with, yeah. with the Indian people. They're going, oh, yeah, Jesus, he sounds really good. We'll add him to what we have here. And right. we like Buddha and we like, you know. And so, you know, your evangelism has to be, uh, you got to understand the people. Uh, because that, you know, in Haiti and other places, sometimes uh, people need things from you, right? And they think that uh, we'll disagree with you on anything, mm-hmm. just so you might give us some stuff, right? And so you got to just be careful with the Hindus. It's no, it's not Jesus adding to your list. Right. It's Jesus alone paid for your sins. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. I think that's any anything, right? Not just, and I'm not, I'm adding to that is yeah. is anybody you run into. Well, yeah, Jesus is really good. No, Jesus is it. Yeah, he is. He is the one. Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you talk to a Muslim person, which there's quite a few really close to our barbershop, a lot of Somalis that live in the they yeah they believe in Jesus. They, they like, yeah, I think he's great, right? Yeah. But they don't believe. They just believe he was a great prophet, a great teacher, a great all this other stuff. It's like the problem. It's like no. Yeah, it's Jesus yeah. alone. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know, and even Nebuchadnezzar gives this lip service. Right. Your God is indeed God of gods, Lord of kings, revealer. Of, I mean, He's the God of. Give it to the other gods in, because right. you don't need but one. The same, right? It's the same kind of concept. Yeah. So, so Daniel gets praised. God gets, and, and Daniel gives the praise back to God again. Yeah. Right. And and he's so pleased, he makes Daniel basically the prime minister of the region. Yep. Now, that sounds great, right, if Daniel stopped there. But the problem with that is he has taken an exiled Jewish teenager yeah. and moved him to the front of the class yeah. in front of a bunch of Babylonian people who have been in, yeah. in this their whole life, right? Yeah. So you, you kind of see, you don't think about it when yeah. you're reading it, but then you see that that causes Daniel a whole lot of trouble from here on out. Yeah, he gets a target on his back. Yeah. And they, they're they always looking for something to, you know, in chapter six, he's like, they could find no charge or corruption for he's trustworthy and not, I mean, so he's, he's yeah. the real deal. Right. Yeah. And they're continually looking for yeah. something to where they have to, we'll find out next week that they create something Yep. to kind of trick him. But, I mean, but I mean, again, that's one of those things where it sounds great, right? It's like this sounds really great. Like Daniel's doing well. He and he's 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 eaten kosher food. He's stuck to what God has asked him to do. Yep. He he doesn't tell the king when it's time to interpret the dream. He doesn't run up there yeah. and go, "I can do this. I can. We can do this." He says, "Can you give me a time?" Yeah. Right. So he's he's respectful. Yeah. Of the authority. Like he's just doing everything right. 
Yeah. And he's and he's courageous. Living under God's favor. Mm-hmm. God God has recognized his faithfulness and uh yeah, and so the the series is courage in the midst of chaos because we live in chaotic times. Sure. And it's so easy day to day to compromise. And Daniel kind of shows us, you know, you can live with your principles even in chaotic times. It might cost you something sometimes. You might spend some time in the lion's den, but uh, God's going to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree, right? No. And you don't have to. You don't have to expect everybody to agree with you, right? I always have the conversation, and this goes along just kind of with what, with with this book. And again, I love this book, so we could sit and talk about it for five or six hours and just stay right in this chapter. But it's one of those things where I don't have to expect when someone talks to me about biblical or Christian valued things my expectation at the end of that conversation isn't that I'm going to persuade that person to believe like me. Right. Yeah. I would love them to, and I'd love to have a conversation about what it means to be baptized and what it means to be, you know, saved. But ultimately my point of view is my point of view that I've developed over years of, of influence and Bible and, you know, school and all that stuff. Well, these people don't have that same influence necessarily. But that be if they if if I have meet somebody that has the exact opposite view of abortion as me, I don't agree, and and it might turn my stomach a little bit. But that doesn't mean I don't like that person. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to love that person, and and Daniel's in the same way. I mean, he you you find out that he becomes extremely fond of King Nebuchadnezzar. You know, I mean, you can tell by the way that he writes, and 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 of course, and Nebuchadnezzar finds extreme favor with Daniel. Well, he's he's trustworthy, right? Even to the next kingdom, even and, and then and then some. And but they're pagan, right? You know, idolaters and stuff. Right. And yet, he's still going to be a godly influence, right? And so can we, even in the. Did you see where I was going with that? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, you you can see in the writing, and especially when you get to the part where, again, I keep referring back to it, where where basically Daniel is recounting Nebuchadnezzar coming to know God. Yeah, where he's you could tell he's he's fond of him when you when you meet. Nebuchadnezzar's follow-up kings, you can see that Daniel doesn't care for them as much as he <laughs> as he liked Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar likes him, you know, and he's always he even asks for him later on in a couple chapters. He's going to say, "Bring, bring, bring yeah. Daniel up here because he can take care of these well, kind of things." And in, in chapter six, you know, the the king uh, Darius, I mean, he's really concerned about Daniel that night in the because right. so he he's drawn to Daniel as well, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, he's a likable. He's a likable fellow. Yeah. He looks Which is honored. He has honor and he has integrity and he's courage. Yeah. Look forward to seeing him, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. I want to meet Daniel. Yep. I, well, I'm going to have some talks about the second half of this book. <laughs> I'll just be like, "Hey man, can we Oh, piece of cake. Thanks for <laughs> Let me explain it to you in Aramaic, Hebrew, English. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'll understand most of it. So just however he wants to. Yep. You know. Yep. So, so this week the Martins are going to be here with yes. us, Jonathan yep. and Emily, and they got a new CD out. It looks pretty cool, and they're going to talk yep. about family worship. They're going to lead them worship. I, I think I'm going to do a. They're going to do a little workshop, aren't they? Uh, in between, where it's, yep. it's like Sunday school time. Yeah, which is pretty pretty cool. And, and they, I'm, uh, I'm going to do a little uh, Psalm 145 on Sunday, I think, and talk about. One generation teaches. Are talking about this? I don't think so. Just because I'm going to be a little shorter, and uh, I don't want to, you know. I do mean to tell you that you did a good job. Oh, 
You covered good stuff. You you explained everything, and you did it. And I, I I did when 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 I knew you were going the whole second chapter. I was like, he's never gonna get. Yeah. Well, I think I was so worried about going too long that I tried to keep it short as much as you could to cover the whole chapter. Yeah. Because you don't want to. I thought about stopping. This is a meaty book. I mean, a lot of them are. Like you can't tell them you got. The interpretation and then stop and say come back next week and I'll give you the interpretation. You're like you. <laughs> you got to give it to him. I hate it when it says to be continued yep. on TV. So anyway, uh, join us Sunday. It'll be good. Um, what else? Is it? We've got candy on the corner coming up. Candy on the corner. That's coming a big up. deal. Yep. Again, if you have, uh, I'll take all suggestions, even funny ones. Yep. If Tom and Dad, if you're listening, um, I'm sure. I'm, some, I'm certain that those are going to be some funny. I'm sure, they'll have some good suggestions. Yeah. For Yep. Like dad, dad's will probably be you could you could pretend to be a musician. Oh, that would be for my dad. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. That'd be a good one. That'd be good. <laughs> you could uh, put some camouflage on and pretend to be a hunter. Oh, that's too easy though. <laughs> that's always I always think that's a cop out. Somebody's yeah. like, man, they wouldn't. They didn't put much thought in that. They just went out and grabbed their hunting clothes and threw them on and put some paint on their face. Yeah, yeah. So, what well, you thank well, you for joining us. What are you going to be? I don't know. You didn't dress up last year, did you? I think I did. I don't think you did. Oh, maybe you didn't. Oh, One year I did Top Gun thing. That's yeah, a we did a video. Ago. I don't remember. That's pretty good. Yeah, a lot know. of stuff going on. Yep. Weather's turning a little, I, little cooler, I which is kind of nice. Jenny and I are going to be peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I, I think that's good. There's a lot of ways you could go with that. Y'all could get in the same sandwich. Come and see. You could get in the same sandwich, make you some bread, get in the same sandwich. Hey, you better pray for us. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much for this time. Lord, we just thank you for this book. Again, it's just one of my favorite books, Lord, just to read through. And just to, every time I get in it, I just find something new and, and something that's applicable to today. It's so awesome. Thank you for his courage and, and the example that he gives us of courage and, and what you're supposed to do when you're faced with this adversity and this chaos. Lord, we just uh, ask again your blessings on uh, just our church and our families and, and our and our community lord as we we dealing with covid still and we have people who are sick and we have people who are uh fighting illness so we just ask that you just uh, heal them and we just lift them up to you it's in jesus name we pray amen amen